Mark, you ever think we just get drunk and talk? Uh, yeah. Somehow, <laughs> somehow you, I, I don't know how you edit this show, Mark. I don't know how you do it. What's up, McConaughey's? Welcome to the Mastering McConaughey podcast, where we explore the filmography and philosophy of Matthew McConaughey. I'm your guest host, Johnny. And I'm your guest host, Mark. Uh, I think I said Johnny Phillips last time. Uh, yes. Yes. So, uh, John Well, we've Wood. been using last names, and then, I guess, U571, you just said Johnny, so I was like, all right. With Sex in the City and King of the Hill, I'm going to take your lead and just say Mark. And then he used your last name. So, well, you know, dude, we're mixing I, it up here. Maybe we are men of mystery, Mark. Have you considered? Perhaps. Yeah. Who knows what our names really are? Right. Who knows who our dads really are? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. Are you a little afraid to do a 23 and Me? I am. Uh, Not I've already done one. So. Oh, really? I, I mean, I trust my parents, but what if I have a half-sibling? What if? What if? That Yeah, that is, a, that is a scary thing, just in case. I mean, it's it's funny, but it's not funny, because you have a half-sibling, Mark. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yes, but I know about it. I know about <laughs> it. It's not a mystery. That you know of. I'm just going to keep refilling my glass this whole time. <laughs> I have a very small wine flute, and now there's a piece of debris in it, and I just, I'm like, what the hell is that? I got it. Eat it. I'm not eating that. <laughs> <laughs> You've eaten worse. I, dude, I will never forget about that damn lizard. <laughs> damn lizard. Listeners, if we haven't told the story yet, uh, I was rock climbing. Mark was at the top for some reason. And as I approached the summit, Mark goes, hey, look, there's a lizard. I'll buy you a steak dinner if you eat it. I sure did. Grabbed that son of a gun. I don't know how I did. Grabbed it, stuck it in my mouth, swallowed it. It was squirming, squealing, doing all the things. Still waiting on my steak. <laughs> yes, you, you ate a live lizard <laughs> and I never bought you the steak dinner. No, you didn't. Okay. And I feel like that's really the climax of the story is where's my fucking steak? <laughs> What was this like 18 years ago? <laughs> oh, easily. Easily. Yeah. yeah. I really should buy you a steak dinner and a really good bottle of bourbon. Yeah. You don't want to know what the interest on that is, Mark. <laughs> Six steak dinners? Uh, no, nah, stick with the bourbon. Okay. All right. I'll get you a really nice bottle of bourbon. That's it. That's it. Well, Johnny, I'm sorry. Sorry that I haven't bought you the dinner. I, I'm kind of over it, man. You know, bygones be bygones. What 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 is this? The um, Hatfields and McCoys. This mm. this isn't got to be a thing for us, Mark. You know. <laughs> As I raise my pinky and drink my champagne. Sure. <laughs> oh, dude. Speaking of, uh, I don't want to forget this. The character that I really, really related to in this film. Mm -hmm. Sorry, guys, we haven't even gotten into it yet. We will. Uh, was the mom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
<laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just thinking about they were late to see the wedding venue, which was a winery, because they stopped at six wineries on the way. Unlimited drinks. <laughs> Dude. And, and the, the day of the wedding, she's just walking around with a bottle of champagne. Yeah. She's my people, okay? I was born to be her. So she was the one that you related most to? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I know that she's like comic relief, but you know what? Maybe I'm comic relief, okay? We all have a role to play in this world. Well, you know, the dad was comic relief, too. He he called Jennifer Lopez's character wedding woman. Wed- <laughs> yes, wedding woman. Wedding woman. Good job, wedding woman. <laughs> Did you get real nostalgic when it came to the music of this film? Johnny, I hated the music. Did you? Yeah. I mean, it just it reminded me of every other like early 2000s film. Like, I don't even know what the instruments were. Was it a saxophone? What what were they using there? I don't know. You know the kind of the background music. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Uh-huh. Yeah. They also had like pop music of the time. Was very oh. overdone and saccharine, and all the background instrumental stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, as he's like running down the street and, and in the taxi. Uh, <laughs> what was that song at the very end? I've been singing it all day, and I can't remember it now. I think it was a J Lo song. Was it? I think yeah, because the week that this came out. This movie came out, which, by the way, we're talking about Wedding Planner. Uh, the week that this movie <laughs> premiered, it was like the week that her album premiered, and it was it was a really popular album. So yeah, number one on in, uh, on the charts. There you go. Yeah, she is what we call the triple threat, bro. Sings, dance, acts. McConaughey called her a quad threat. Still doing it. I always called her a quad threat. You know, what does she not do? Really? So I that actually took me on a little um, rabbit trail. I wanted to know what other triple threats there are out there. Do you have any guesses? Bradley Cooper. Surprisingly, I didn't see him on the list, but I bet you're right. Brandy. No. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Nope. All right. I don't know. You mean keep, I can keep guessing. I mean, to, to be fair, Mark, uh, I just went with like the first 10 that Google pulled up, and then I just pulled like six of those. The Rock. But, uh, the, the Rock? Do you think he sings? He sang in uh, Moana. He did sing in Moana. Question about that. Uh, in these, uh, you know, cartoon uh, movies, do you think that the actors always sing, or they pull someone in for that shit? I think it depends. But in Frozen, I know that God, there's the one, there's the one lady who's like a really good singer, and I'm, I'm pretty sure Kristen Bell did her own singing, and I know Josh Gad did. So, hmm. well, but you know, they're making a live action Moana with Zendaya. Oh, I don't know. It's got to be. If it's not, I'm going to be pissed. But I just saw The Rock posted. He was on like a late night show, and he sang. He sang one of the Moana songs. So, well, yeah. Uh, okay, now I gotta know. If it's not Zendaya, I'm gonna be so pissed. Is it Zendaya or Zendaya? Then Zendaya. I don't. I that's what I say. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I only see it written. What do you think of Zendaya? <gasps> it's not 
gonna be her. <laughs> oh, I'm pissed. Was she at least in the Wonka film with Timothy Chalamet? <laughs> Was she? I don't know. Probably, probably not. I, don't I know. yeah, I didn't get into those. I couldn't tell you. Don't mm. know. But Zendaya, another one of those that she will be a J Lo one day. I'm mm. sure of it. Yeah, I think she's got a long career ahead of her. For sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, well, so other triple threats, guys. If you're wondering, Lady Gaga, Hugh Jackman, Neil Patrick Harris, NPH. Justin Timberlake. Ah. And Jamie Foxx. That's right. He used to have a music career. He did. I Do we call that a career? Isn't that what makes him a triple threat? It is. I just wonder if, if he, I mean, did he have a music career? Did he? I don't know. Hmm. Like, like Will Smith. Did he have a music career? Or did he just like make an album? He started out as a musician. And that's what got him the show. Hmm. So I guess he belongs on here too. You know, I had the Men in Black soundtrack. I had the CD. Can you um, give us a tune off of it? Men in Black, remember that. Face to face contact. I think when he did Wild Wild West, he he had a song on there. Yep. The Wild Wild West. We are the Men in Black. There you go. Man, his career has just gone up the whole time. There haven't been any dips. No problems. Will Smith? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's really weird. He really doesn't do wrong, but his son just can't do right. Really? Yeah. His kids are fucking weird. That's, yeah. I think they are weird. Uh, I mean, you know, that's what, I guess that's what happens when you grow up not understanding what money is. That, but, but yeah, no, uh, Jaden. I think is his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Will does weird things to make sure that his kid gets roles in films. Mm. And he always sucks. Mm. Always. Karate Kid. Karate Kid. Um, he was in some kind of astronaut movie, I think. With Will Smith? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, Will Smith can even play Will Smith and he does well, right? He did a movie, it wasn't a smash hit, where a CGI younger Will Smith tried to kill him. Was that the, like the monsters or the zombies or vampires or something? No, he was an assassin that traveled time. And uh, yeah, he tried I to kill him. that was Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, please hold. I'm making a joke because I know Bruce Willis and Joseph Gordon-Levitt Yes. Yeah. They played the older and younger versions. And it was like a time travel thing. Uh huh. Yeah. No. Will Smith played himself. I. I. I'm telling you. No, I remember. I remember this. It was recent. Gemini. Gemini mm. man. You know, I was kind of making a joke about Will Smith's career. I feel like it had. It was going up, and then he did uh, the Legend of Bagger Vance and the like. The Twenty One. I liked Bagger Vance Come pieces. On. And, yeah. <laughs> and then he slapped Chris Rock and, you know, oh. that's not topical anymore, but, you know. Yeah, that was a weird, that was a weird time. But I Am Legend was good. Yes. Right. And I liked, I liked the superhero, superhero one. Oh, yeah. Yep. With Jason Bateman. That was kind of a, uh, an anti-hero. I like that. Mm-hmm. 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 
A drunk Superman. Aren't we all really a drunk Superman at heart? If you get drunk, yeah. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Mm. Um, so, Mark, do you owe me an apology? Or did I say something wrong? Come on. Uh, <laughs> just a just, little bit. Just Not just little. for the lizard. Uh <laughs> You know, I, I feel like I really just kind of steamrolled you a little bit with that with the last episode talking about the entire season three of Sex in the City. Uh, so I, I want to apologize for that. I think it turned out to be a good episode, though. Dude, I, no, I loved it. You and Amanda just went on whatever tangent, whatever the hell y'all were talking about. I had no idea. I was just here having a good time. All right. Excellent. Sex in the City all day long. Yeah, that's that's the next show that I'm going to watch. We just started rewatching Next Gen, Star Trek Next Gen, but after that we're going to watch Sex and the City. So, I'm excited. There you go. Listen, you turned me on onto a Queer Eye and that was that was wonderful. That was just great TV. Season 8 just dropped. They're still filming that? <laughs> Apparently. Wow. Bobby's out. Bobby's out. So, I don't know who replaced him, but yeah, fuck Bobby. I don't even remember who Bobby is. Which one was Bobby? He was the home guy. He would design. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Was he the one, like, there's one character who never really had, like, a role. He was, he was like, feng shui. Or maybe he was, like, the chef one. And I was like, what do you do? What are you doing here? I know Anthony's the chef guy. I can't remember the beautiful black guy's name. But he's he doesn't have anything to do other than, like, this is life, man. And you have to seize it, yes. grab it by the balls, you know. <laughs> and then, of course, Jonathan does the hair and Bobby would redesign a room in the house or whatever. Well, he had purpose then. Not talking about you, Bobby. Like you, Bobby. Sorry to see you go. And then Fran something, he would do clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Must have been the black guy then. Like, why are you giving these motivational speeches, man? I mean, they work. They work for me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, they changed my life. Well, good. Yeah, good, Mark. <laughs> Johnny, I, also this week, I want to introduce a new segment what? where we highlight uh, where we highlight some listeners. Okay. Uh, we've got some listeners in San Francisco. Do you know them? I don't know them, but according to our podcast distributor, we have uh, we've got some pretty good amount of listeners in San Francisco, which is where this movie takes place. It is. Yes, when I saw you note that, I was like, "What? This this yeah. is it, man. They're going to feel really at home or they're going to say, "Stop talking about this movie. We hear about it all the time." Either way. <laughs> right. <laughs> Either way. But yeah, just a little shout out to our listeners on, on the West Coast. Thanks for listening. Speaking of West Coast, I want to shout out to my Seattle listeners on uh, the Modern Real Estate Agent. Modern Real Estate Agents? That's what we call mm -hmm. ourselves, right? Yeah. Uh, no, the Modern Agents. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, yeah. You know, Lizzie and I host the Modern Agents, and we always have a slew of Seattle listeners. Don't know why. Cloudy City, they love us. 
So to the West Coast. To the Pacific Northwest. And the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. So, Mark, um, Mark, this came out in 2001. That would have put me as a freshman in high school. Um, yeah. I would not have been interested in romantic comedies at the time. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But great movie. Great, great movie anyway. Right? Yeah, absolutely. If you, it, well, hang on. <laughs> I just kind of said on. that. <laughs> Walking that back. Not not a great movie. <laughs> that was a knee jerk. Just a, yeah, no, I'm not going to say it's a great movie, but. Uh, you didn't yes, like it came the out. movie? It this came the, out. <laughs> this is like Lizzie's favorite movie, man. Like This she was, movie? Yes, she was going to come in here and talk about this one. Like, she wanted to. She thought about it. Well, it did pretty good in the box office. It was it was number one at the box office in its opening weekend. Uh, we don't we don't know exactly what the budget was. Somewhere around thirty thirty five million, and they grossed ninety five million. So you know at least it was a win for uh, for the studio. Yeah, it made money, right? It mm-hmm. made money. Um, if I was making films, I would like it to make. $60 million. I would feel good about that. For sure. Right? Do we have any idea how much they made? How do we know how much actors make in this film? That's what I want to know. I don't know, but I meant to send you a video today of McConaughey from just a couple of years ago talking about this movie. He said that they paid him very nicely because they were bumping up against a writer's strike so the studios wanted to get as many things filmed as they possibly could so they had content to put out during the writer's strike. No way. So they needed somebody to say yes to this film. They were going to pay him a lot, crank this thing out. Which is interesting because neither he or J-Lo were the first pick for this film. That's right. And the first picks were so just like cliche of the time. Really were. Um Hold on. I'm here. I got it. Jennifer Love Hewitt, Sarah Michelle Geller, and Freddie Prince Jr. Like. Yeah, it was uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt and Brendan Fraser. And yeah. then it was Sarah Michelle Geller and Freddie Prince Jr. And then they landed on J-Lo McConaughey. Yeah. Quite a, quite a journey. Well, they did it right because Brendan Fraser, you know, he, he had a kind of a thing and then it just stopped. Like in Tarzan, that boy was ripped. Yeah. Yep. What was it that killed his career? Something killed his career. Was it Bedazzled? <laughs> Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. I don't know what killed his career. I don't know that anything did. He just... No, know, so, just something fizzled. did. And it, he just now came back with The Whale, which was great mm. if you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Oh, my God. Watched it on an airplane. It was, it was wonderful. Even Lizzie liked it. And Lizzie doesn't like a lot of things. <laughs> but she does like the wedding planner. <laughs> well, all right. Dude, I wrote this great synopsis. Can I give you a synopsis? Hell yeah. All right. Robbie Hart croons his way through weddings with dreams of rock stardom, only to be jilted at the altar and left singing the blues. Enter Julia a waitress with a heart of gold and a fiancé with a head of lead who enlists Robbie's help to plan her big day. 
as Robbie and Julia navigate a series of hilarious wedding catastrophes and cringeworthy 80s hairstyles. They find the best love songs are the ones you live, not just sing. It's a wild ride of mullets, shoulder pads, and synthesizers as Robbie must tune his heartstrings and turn up the volume to win Julia over before she marries Mr. Wrong. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. That is absolutely beautiful. Now, it is for the wrong movie, but I loved it. (laughs) I really like The Wedding Singer, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that was a great movie. (laughs) That is a superior movie. It is. (laughs) A couple of connections there. You got Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler. And in this movie, Wedding Planner, Happy Gilmore's Grandmother. Yes! The actress, yeah, she's in it, right? So that's fun. Look at her. She's old. You can't just take her stuff. She's too old. Dude. Yep. I wish you had been here when I was doing research for this movie. Because I was like, all right. I saw saw her and I was like, oh, yeah. Happy Gilmore's mother. So I started looking for who played Happy Gilmore's mother. And I got this name and I started chasing it down. And I was like, this isn't the same person because... Because um, Francis Bay played his grandmother. And then mm-hmm. I realized that his mother and his grandmother are not the same person. <laughs> and I was like, I spent five minutes chasing this down only to realize that I just fucked this whole thing up. Yeah, it's grandmother. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Francis Bay. I want to point out real quick, Fred Willard was in this very quickly. I love Fred Willard, R.I.P., he was the dance instructor. Kevin Pollack, he was Dr. John, I think. Mm-hmm. He's he's great. Love Judy Greer, who was um, Penny, I think. I don't remember her name now. Uh, but she was in Arrested Development as Kitty. Spring break! Woo! She was on It's Always Sunny as Fatty Magoo. I, I really love her. Uh, she's Cheryl. She's the voice of Cheryl from Archer. I love seeing her. Show, show me a movie with her any day. I don't love her. Oh, I'm sorry. She's a little bit of a cat lady. I don't love that about her. She does look like a cat lady. You know, crazy eyes, man. Like, she's got crazy eyes. I love spring break. Woo! (laughs) I mean, (laughs) (laughs) she's. I love her as a character actor. She's she's wonderful. I mean, I I think she is. I think she's great, and she's done a lot of funny things. But she freaks me out, man. She really? Freaks is me the, out. Is the eyes? Yes, the eyes. Yeah. I think right. I think it's the eyes. I don't know. If you're listening, Judy, you're wonderful. And just ignore me. Yeah, maybe we can get on one of her hotel commercials that she's doing now. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, how about Justin Chambers? Uh, he is obviously throughout Grey's Anatomy. He's fantastic. He's awesome. He's super buff. And he is like the man in charge. And that is not who he was playing in this role. No. Is he McDreamy or McSteamy or another one? Uh, I don't know if he ever was a Mick. Was he a Mick? Okay. I don't know if he was. Well, he fixed his teeth. We know that between this film and appearing on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> we have the technology now, Mark. <laughs> yeah. We can do it. Yeah, you said he played... Uh, not somebody strong. Massimo was that Massimo. his name? Massimo. 
But, you know, what a kind-hearted fellow, that Massimo. I guess, yeah. I mean... He was a dullard. He was a dumb blonde type. He was, he was. But everyone thought he was super cute. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved, at the end of the film, when he's like, hop on the back of my scooter. Let's go find my woman who didn't marry me and wants to marry you. But let's do it together. Right. <laughs> I mean, way to go, Massimo. Way to, way to be the bigger guy. Like, that kind of thing I thought was just so ridiculous. But now that we're sitting here talking about it, I'm thinking, that's the dumb blonde character, but turned on its head. It's a man, you know? Uh, so maybe that's one redeeming thing about this movie. <laughs> that's, a re- <laughs> that's so sad. Like, I, I enjoyed watching this movie. I'm not going to lie. I, re- I did. Well, what did the critics think about it? The critics, they were split, right? They, they didn't have great things to say about it, I don't think. Um, yeah. Even though it was, like you said, number one at the box office. Uh, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, the tomato meter, gave it 17%. Oh, and my God. That's the lowest one we've seen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seven. <laughs> you saved it. You saved it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm sitting here just... Pouring champagne into this um, champagne flute, which, by the way, Mark, was the champagne flute at my wedding. Oh, So, that's where we are. Um, yeah, and it just almost like got all over my ass. Like, I need a bigger cup. This is ridiculous. Nope, nope, nope. How about Adam Shankman, the director, man? I learned a lot about him. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Adam went to Juilliard, uh, which is a very big Whoa. deal. Yeah, he studied choreography. He has a, a long history in musicals, and uh, this was actually his directing debut. This is his first time, his first try. Wow. Yeah. I, I think he killed it for his first try. Um, if, you, you know, if you're paying attention to the film, you can see where, oh, there is, there's a lot of dance, there's a lot of movement, and that was a lot of his choreographical influence if you will you're right yeah right there were multiple like actual ballroom dance scenes and then of course the famous everybody knows that the dumpster is coming down the hill yes that's kind of a dance i like what you said movement it's yeah yeah it's all about the flow it's all about the movement very interesting that's a different way to look at it i love that that's shankman what else has he done mark well, I know he did a walk to remember, which Mandy Moore, right? Mandy Moore. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. That was a tearjerker. Mandy Moore was also in This Is Us, and if you haven't watched it, you should. Every episode is worth it. Okay. Good uh, cultural recommendation there. I have not seen it. Oh my god, dude, get in there. Watch that. Watch that. We used to live for that shit. Back to Adam Shankman. Where are you, Adam Shankman? Mm-hmm. 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 Nope, that's all I got to say about you, Adam. Jenny, I think I, I may have tried to pull you into the critical reception a little bit early there. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, tomato, tomato meter was 17%, but the audience is at 59%. And Metacritic, the users gave it an 8.0. So, you know, depends on which website you're on. <laughs> People either love it or hate it. I'm still upset at Metacritic by using two different scoring methods. Uh, one for them and one for the users. Just make it standard. 
it does feel like there were two guys who ran the company and before one of them kicked the other out, he changed the scoring system to drive the other guy just absolutely insane. Right. (laughs) He's driving me crazy. On one side, you have zero to a hundred. On the other side, you have zero to 10. Like I understand it's one decimal place, right? Like I know the the decimal dance, but but why? Why it do makes we have no to play sense. this game? Yeah, it makes no sense at all. Maybe to differentiate for the users to see, you know, people who go to the website, you go, oh, that's a that's a big number. That's a critic number. Oh, that's a small number. That's a user number. I don't know. That's stupid. That's stupid, Mark. They think we're stupid. No, we are. We are the public, Mark. We are stupid. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, how about Ebert, Mark? Two out of four, which is not the worst it could be. Um, I think we've got a one out of four coming up sometime soon. So, you know. Has anyone ever gotten a zero out of four? Is that a thing? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know if that's possible. I feel like the um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre should have gotten a zero out of four. Probably. Probably. Ebert, pro- did he even rate that? Like, would he even waste his time with that? No, I, I don't think so. I doubt it. I don't recall. But yeah. I did feel like Matthew McConaughey's hairstyle was similar to his character in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And that threw me off a lot. Well, you know, he was kind of hiding his his uh, receding hairline. No. Tell me more. Not to spoil anything, but three movies from now, McConaughey shaves his head for the role. And he did that because he was starting to go bald. And he read that if you shave your head before you apply all the things and take the medicines, that uh, it's it's a little easier, a little little better for hair regrowth. But yeah, if, if you really watch, you can see it's going back a little bit. And they've got a little bit of longer curly hair that they're making sure it kind of goes up I over. I did notice that. Yes. It was yep. a little weird. A little weird. But I noticed. Interesting. But, okay. But now, the Matthew McConaughey, who we all know and love, has long, luscious locks. Am I right? Oh, yeah. yeah. He started taking medicine and everything, yeah. Yeah. So, does that work? Is that a real thing? Well, Johnny, we do have our first sponsor today, 4 Go to 4 Enter <laughs> our promo code, MasteringMPod. They have three different prescription medications for hair loss. You can get delivered to your door. You can also get uh, mental health medications delivered discreetly. Uh, go to mastering M- uh, no inner code mastering pod at fourhims.com. Save today. We really should talk to them about that. Let's get paid, Mark. I've gotta figure out how to make money on this. I really want to. How about awards, Mark? Do we get any awards for this one? Johnny, this did not win any awards. Unfortunately, but it did a, it did get a nomination, which I'm really excited about. It was for a Razzie, uh, and it was for J Lo, and it was for Worst Actress, which I don't think was fair. I think she did a a great job. Yeah, no. If you're going to be critical of anyone, don't be critical of J Lo. Okay. No. I hope the person that was like, "Yeah, we're going to nominate J Lo," like really regrets that decision every single day of their life. Because J-Lo is like, like, how would you even characterize her in in Americana and in pop culture? She is instrumental. 
She's up there, yeah. But I mean, just this movie, her acting ability, there were a couple of moments where it's like, okay, but that's the writing. Yeah. And that was the writing for everybody. I think she did a wonderful job. I think she did everything she could. I mean, it was a 2001 rom-com, right? Yes. Do you think that uh, her casting, as a casting director, who would you prioritize? Who do you think is more important, Matthew McConaughey or J-Lo? J-Lo. J-Lo? I mean, she's the titular character. She is the wedding planner. That makes sense. I'm following you. She's in it more. This is her journey. Yeah. Okay. Imagine a world where the roles are reversed. And throughout this entire movie, Matthew McConaughey is the wedding planner. Mm. What would that look like? So McConaughey would be Italian? Master Bunks, I do this for a loving, you know? Trust me. Yes. Yep. Definitely. <laughs> definitely Italian. Did that blow your mind? <laughs> that they were trying to pass her off as Italian? I want to make a joke, but we can't make jokes like that. I wish you could have been here when... My wife and I were watching the movie. My wife! I'm going on this tirade about, how, is this even cultural appropriation? I don't know. <laughs> I, think they, I think because they were up against the writer's strike, they just couldn't do any rewrites. And they're trying to say that she's fucking Italian. Are you kidding me? She, ha- she has naturally olive skin. I mean, at least there's that. I mean, she's fucking Puerto Rican. <laughs> like, no. Yes, it's true. I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, they spoke Spanish a little bit in the film. I think it was Italian. Was it Italian? Who's she speaking Spanish to? Um, I think it's Italian. Is it really? <laughs> They're all Italian. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, my closed caption was wrong. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> you know who really ca- carried this film, Mark? Um, I think that... The the three old friends were my favorite part of the film. Mm. You know, uh, it was Frances Bay. If her mother was alive and she heard that, she'd wish she was dead. It was the Italian father. I found you a man who has agreed to marry you. And uh, the security guard. Girl asked you to dance. You dance. Those are my three favorites. All part of the Bay Area Scrabble Club? Scrabble Club, yes. They would go to competitions or something. Pathetic, I know. Wow, that is pathetic. I'm not very good at Scrabble, Mark. Uh, words, uh, sentences, things like that were never my strong point. Dude, I'm the same way. You got to look at just like eight letters and try to put make words. Come on, no, no thanks. Okay, college, that room with all the flags. You know what I'm talking about? I remember that. In the student center, yeah. Mm-hmm. I played Scrabble in that room once, and oh. uh, I played the word axe and put the X on like a triple letter or triple word, and the person I was playing with went fucking ballistic. They were <laughs> so pissed. <laughs> they <were> like, <laughs> <laughs> you you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had been lagging behind the whole time, and that just like shot me. wasn't having it. wasn't having Hell it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Johnny, you've already revealed what you were drinking. I believe this beverage has produced an emotional response. I have a pint and a pickled egg. And red wine is the worst for my sores. 
You think maybe you and I can brew up some juice? Champagne out of a out of your wedding champagne flute. Um, I went a little fancier. Ooh. Um, I don't know if you can see this, uh, but this is a private selection from Robert Mondavi. It's a Pinot Grigio. 2022, very high class. Great vintage. <laughs> Great vintage. You know, Robert Mondavi's very well known for expensive wine that you can only buy at the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> Does it come in boxes sometimes? <laughs> uh, I don't think I don't think they're high class enough to put it in boxes. <laughs> but you know, uh, J Lo. It's early in the movie. She she comes home after planning a wedding, and she's got like a prepackaged salad, and then something else, and then she drinks white wine. So that's I love it. That's what I'm doing, which is I think right on track with what with what you're doing. So, dude, yes, no, I went with the champagne because uh, as we spoke about earlier, uh, the mom and I we are kindred spirits. She just walked around the set with a, with a bottle of champagne in her hand. I'm like, that's my girl. That's my girl. I mean, why not? You're rich. You're of retirement age. <laughs> just get drunk at a bunch of wineries. That's the life I, I want to live right now. Like, I think that's where I am in my life. That's my stage right now. Okay. <laughs> Mark, I got this plan. I've, I have this plan. I'm going to work two days a month. That's my new plan. Okay, this is very different from what you're doing currently. Yeah, yeah. But I'm getting there. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I'm on the cusp. Four-hour work week? Is that what we're doing here? That's still more than I want to work. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. All right. You're going to see my ass working from the beach. I'm going to have little people doing my thing. I'm going to have minions out doing things. Not for me. Let's take it back to the Razzies for a second. Okay. Uh, you know, J-Lo did win a Razzie. For what? Forgive me. It looks like Giggly. Gigli. Are you familiar with this film? G-I-G-L-I? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Giggly? <laughs> it could be, could be Giggly. I don't know. <laughs> Gigi. Gigi. No, I've never heard of this. Well, she won a Razzie. It's turkey time. Gobble, gobble. Huh? She's had a total of nine nominations throughout her career. No way. She has. But Sandra Bullock also won a Razzie the same year she won an Oscar. So who the fuck are these people? Well, and you know, Bruce Willis was recently nominated for a Razzie, and then they found out about his... Dementia or whatever. I was going to say assholes. What a dick yeah. move. Yeah. And they walked it back. <laughs> I would have too. Someone, I hope someone got fired over that. So Mark, I gave my synopsis of this film. Can you give us a synopsis of this film? I, I mean, I can. I think that yours was, was, was great. Well, thank you. Thank you. Basically, we've got a wedding planner here played by J-Lo. She gave up on dating after her fiance left her for his high school girlfriend at the reception dinner. And that was like six years before, like six years in the past. She ends up finding love after a young doctor saves her from an evil dumpster. 
But it turns out that he's the groom in the biggest wedding of her career. Also, he and his fiance, the the lovely doctor and his fiance, have fallen out of love, but neither of them are willing to admit it. They almost go through with the wedding, but the doctor, Steve, ultimately breaks it off and he gets with J-Lo, a woman he barely knows. But he did know every gold fleck in her eyes. That's true. That was a good speech, man. Like, I felt... I felt something tug there, okay? He, he knows the curves of her face. He also said, I don't know if it's the same speech, but he says, maybe I was just being a guy and an opportunity presented itself. I'm like, Different what? speech. <laughs> Definitely a different speech. Um, <laughs> but he did say that. That's true. I'm like, I don't think you can say that, bud. I mean... We've all been there, Mark. Maybe not at our wedding with the wedding planner, but we've all been there. The dumpster girl is your wedding planner? Yes. I'm in hell. Mark, what was your favorite scene of the film? Oh, I would say... I got a few things. Okay. Let's, let's go. My, my theory, my thesis, as Amanda Cusick would say, is that this movie was rushed because of the writer's strike. And a bunch of weird shit that should have been taken out in the first rewrite remained in. You know, she she hits her head when Makane saves her from the dumpster. Yep, yep. And he takes her to the the uh, pedi- the pediatric ward. There are a bunch of kids climbing all over her when she wakes up. It does seem unsanitary. Well, and dangerous. Like, are they going to rip things out of her veins? And yeah. The kids are joking around. One of them says, is she dead? Yep, she's dead. Is she going to heaven? And the kid says, yep, she's going to heaven. She's got the cleanest toes I've ever seen. (laughs) Why? Why did he say that? (laughs) It's like a six-year-old kid. What? Who the fuck wrote that? I don't know. I don't know. That's crazy. You think she's going to heaven? Definitely. She's got the cleanest toes I've ever seen. Uh, The other thing that I really liked was the taxi cab driver. I did like hit, the taxi cab driver, yes. Who hit who hit the dumpster, right? He like spilled his ice cream cone. Yep. Hit the dumpster, and that's the dumpster that almost hit her. And then when he hits after he hits the dumpster, he like grabs his neck. And then at the end of the movie, we see the he, same Oh, it's the same guy. guy. He's wearing a neck brace. And no. he takes McConaughey to the courthouse to stop J Lo from getting married to Massimo. So that's just I, so I like early two thousands, man. It just that just it just makes sense. Yeah, for sure. I also think it's just absolutely ridiculous. I think this writing was terrible. Okay, uh, I think it's absolutely ridiculous that she was trying to save her Gucci shoe and she was going to die for her shoe. That was a poor, poor choice. Yes. Where's my shoe? Kind of a loose concept, but I guess you just kind of have to go with it. It's a rom com. You just have to go with it, but. I mean, I've never had a Gucci shoe. I don't know if I ever will. Um, yeah. I feel like, you know, really, that, I feel like that was before its time. Like now people are walking around in their Gucci like I'm something. But this was 22 years ago, man. Right. You know, something I noticed, they were all driving. I say they all. It was, it was Steve, who often referred to himself in the third person. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our, our, our McConaughey character. 
Steve and his fiance and the wedding planner, J-Lo, were all riding to the winery and they were riding in a Range Rover. Oh, yeah. The product placement seems pretty pretty obvious in this film, I felt mm. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I just remember at this time, as you said, we were in high school. Like if a kid in high school drove a Range Rover, that was like the epitome of luxury. Oh, yeah. Oh, Even yeah. if it was a 15-year-old Range Rover or Land Rover, it was like, yeah. oh, they're rich. Yeah, I saw a Discovery today uh, while I was getting my car washed. And I was like, oh, I really wanted that car when I was in high school. But I, I why is this car still running? I'm, I'm very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say today, I mean, I don't know. I'm not in high school anymore, but I would say today it would be like a Mercedes or I mean, even something like a Lexus. But back then, to me, Range Rover was like the epitome of luxury. It was. If you were a kid, you had the Range Rover, your family was rich. Damn right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I still don't have a Range Rover, and I'm glad. I hear they're terrible cars. Oh, I'm sure they are. (laughs) (laughs) Who who wants them? (laughs) Not not this guy. Honest to God, man. True story. There was a substitute that worked at my school. She worked her butt off. And she showed up in a Range Rover. Obviously, an older one, a used one. And she was so proud of that. And in the back of my head, I thought, I'm just so sorry. Because I know. <laughs> like, they get five good years, right? And after that, yeah. they just don't. And she got the ones that don't, man. All right? I don't know who owns that brand anymore, but I know that around this time, BMW had bought it. And of course, it's a luxury brand to begin with, but BMWs in particular are just so expensive to maintain. Oh, yeah. I just, I mean, Mm -mm. buy it cheap used, and then you're going to pay the sales price in the first two years, repairing the damn thing. Exactly. Exactly. That's how they got this girl. I knew it. They got this poor substitute. I'm like, yeah. Hmm. That's so sad. Um, what else we got here, Mark? I, I like the scene where McConaughey's <laughs> McConaughey had a penis glued to his hand. That was awesome. The limestone <laughs> dick. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are right. It's limestone. <laughs> I mean, I feel like anyone who has used super glue can identify with that because it never goes just where you expect it to go. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why do they make it so runny? It doesn't seem necessary. I don't know. Everything should be epoxy. That's all I'm saying. It, everything should be epoxy. That should be a bumper sticker, Mark. Do we still make bumper stickers? I've designed a bumper sticker. No way. We are head, heart, and loins, and we're talking yes! about using them. <laughs> <laughs> we are head, heart, and loins. So I can design another one that says, why aren't we just using fucking epoxy? <laughs> we should be using epoxy for everything. I mean, we should. We should. Off air, I got a, a great epoxy story to tell you. I won't oh, tell okay. you on air because it's not relevant at all. But okay, okay. I know I know a lot about pharmacy floors. Let's say that. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. <laughs> Mark, you know, I would before like to, I forget, oh, yeah, okay. go go. Before I forget, I want to say 
uh, Dan from the Dan Band, you know, from the Wedding about? Singer. Yeah, yeah. I wanna fuck and fuck your blood. That guy, yeah, he was the yeah. best man that gave the best man speech at that early wedding that J Lo was like feeding oh, the no lines way. to. Yeah, and when I watched this, because I watched this twice, I don't know why, but when I <laughs> the first time we watched that, I was like, "Oh hell yeah, we're gonna get a fun Dan Band song," but we didn't. No, but no. That, you know, just wanted to point out he's in it. Cheers to the wedding singer. What what a great one. You are the worst wedding singer in the world, buddy. Sir, one more outburst. I will strangle you with my microphone wire. You understand me? I, I Okay, I don't know how to do this, Mark, but I, I love this prompt. Argue for a position you don't believe in. Uh, mm-hmm. what, a, <laughs> what a great prompt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to come up with one real quick. I'm going to argue the okay. shit out of it. Mark, I really believe that J-Lo should have won an Oscar for this film. An Oscar? An Oscar. For the, her acting. Those are for films, right? Uh, yeah. Yep, absolutely. Her I, acting was incredible. At no point in this film did I believe that I was not right there. Just just living and breathing in mm-hmm. this, um, this quandary of love and, and romance and... And heart and loin. We're talking about using them. Am I right? <laughs> Is that right, John? <laughs> Listen, I, when I was watching this, I already knew that she had been nominated for a Razzie. And I, I don't think it was deserved. I think she did a great job for what this was. And they were like, when she's convincing the owner of the wedding planning company or firm that she needs to be a partner. I liked what she was doing there. She's like, or maybe I should just start my own company. You wouldn't dare. Of course, if I nailed the Donnelly account and you made me a partner, you'd save me the trouble of designing my own letterhead. (laughs) Which if you just, listeners, if I didn't edit this out and you heard me saying it, I did a bad job. She did a great job with it. So... She did. I don't know about uh, I don't know about Oscar worthy, but uh, you know, maybe two Oscars, Mark. Maybe two. I don't know. She could have gotten Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress all at the same time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And Best and, Supporting. <laughs> how about this? Best Actress that recycles a dress in another movie. Actress recycles a dress. Oh yeah, that happened. Tell me. Uh, so there's, uh, she's wearing a dress. I couldn't tell you which dress it is, but she wears uh-huh. a dress in this film that later is recycled in the, um, film Made in Manhattan, also with Jennifer Lopez. Wow. Dude, you're, you dove deep. I, Finding listen, out about dresses. I do what I can. I can't guarantee you that she was the one wearing the dress. I can only tell you that it was also in the film. Very cool. Thank you, Chat GPT. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in our last episode, you asked the question, does sex in the city have something to do with the divorce rate in this country? I did ask that question. And and that was because of the cheating between Carrie and Big. You know, in this movie, there is kind of a toxic-ish, weird thing where McConaughey meets J-Lo 
He's about to get married. He almost kisses her. It starts raining. That's the only thing that saved him from like cheating. Yep. And the fact that they end up together at the end is a fairy tale. And in interviews, he says, McConaughey says, I felt like I was back in ninth grade. I don't know, man. Maybe this was just the time for some reason. I think it was the time, man. I think you're absolutely right. I don't know where we are now, but when I think of early 2000s, I think of 50% divorce rate. And I think that this film kind of played into, doesn't make you a bad person. It is what it is. Just kiss who you're going to kiss. Follow your heart. (laughs) You know, we know somebody from our distant past who... Uh, called off his wedding, I think the day of or the day before. And I, I don't know. At least he had the courage to do so. Greg, the music director. I don't remember that about him. Yeah. Obviously not his wife. My wife! No, no, no. Hmm. No, I did not remember that about him at all. So at least, you know, that person and McConaughey's character here had the courage to do that, I guess. As someone I, who has called off a wedding, I can tell you, not an easy <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> and as someone who tried to convince me in the bathroom right before my ceremony to call off the wedding, I wish I had listened to you. Uh, yeah. You know, Dick it's better move, to man, t- though. Dick move. I shouldn't have done that. Oh, I thought you were joking. I thought you were being fun. And then afterwards, I realized maybe he was serious because this is not, this is awful. And I asked you, and you were like, yeah, no, I was serious. <laughs> I was. I was dead serious. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had picked up on that. Oh, God. Bless America. Wow. Fuck it. Dude, I'm going to clear out this fucking bottle, man. How are you doing? Yeah, cheers. <laughs> I can clear it out. <laughs> you know, we should do a power hour one day. Oh, my God. Have you, tar- have you tried one of those? Hell no. Dude, I think I've only gotten 20 minutes in, and I've tapped out. Yeah. Well, when Tiptoes comes around, we need something to keep the listeners engaged, so maybe we should do a power hour. (laughs) I'll come up there. We'll record together. We'll have an Uber pick us up. awesome, (laughs) man. We'll we'll be right here in the studio. Mariana, the the office manager, is going to find us on the couches in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny oh my god but she loves us she loves us here man she thinks like we're the bee's knees she'll be she'll be down i gotta tell you man i've been doing a little bit of research from for some of the upcoming movies just to help get us ready tiptoes is widely regarded as one of the worst films ever made so maybe we we might have to do a power hour i've never heard of it like i thought you were joking what the fuck is a tiptoe Gary Oldman plays a dwarf. We get dwarves? He, Yeah, he plays a little person. I don't think you can do that now. We have little people that play themselves. I don't think you can do that ever. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we have to do a power hour. I'm in. Oh, dude. We'll see what we your, can work out. Your eyes are so piercingly blue. Mine? Yeah. It's because I've got this bright light on me. I can see every gold flake in your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Mark, if you had to recast anyone in this movie, who would you do? Like, just think of like in a world where Mark is the casting director. Well, you know, the the other casting choices were Jennifer Love Hewitt, Brendan Fraser. I don't see that working, especially with mm. the Italian thing. He could have been an Italian. I guess. Not her, though. No. And then Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. I love Sarah Michelle Gellar. I follow her on TikTok now. And I don't know, but the algorithm thinks I love her because, like, every other thing is Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. Well, and I love Freddie Prince. I mean, he, I mean he's just a good-looking man, you know? He is. But, you know, I feel like we've already talked about how J-Lo, or how my feelings are that J-Lo is the primary character. Right. I think that pretty much anybody else could have stood in for McConaughey. And I'm trying to think of who else would have been around at that time. Maybe Ethan Hawke. I bet Ethan Hawke could have just stood in. Who was Ethan Hawke? Who was he was that? in Newton Boys. You, know, you caught us with the wet finger in the sugar sack on this one, sir. Ah, uh, He yeah, was the fun yeah. brother in Newton Boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody from 90210 could have stood in for McConaughey's character. Luke Perry or Imagine know, somebody like Neil that. Neil Patrick Harris as Matthew McConaughey. It's going to be legend. Wait for it. And I hope you're not lactose intolerant because the second half of that word is dairy. I think that would have worked great. I think it would have. I, I love him. I just think he's a fantastic human being. I think Owen Wilson. I'm thinking like Wedding Crashers. You know? mm. <laughs> I think Owen Wilson could have stood in. He would, it would have made it a little yeah. funnier, you know? That would have been good. That was a good one. I'd like to be pimps from Oakland or cowboys from Arizona, but it's not Halloween. Not to, <laughs> not to diss McConaughey, but I, I think that he is replaceable. Yeah, but I like no, J-Lo. I, I like J-Lo I, in her position. I don't know if you can get away with saying that on a podcast that's solely about Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just mean really, in this, this whole film, <laughs> I think that Matthew McConaughey is the one we can get rid of. <laughs> if I had to choose one, one character. <laughs> get rid of McConaughey. I just mean in this film, like if we're talking about the two main characters, like off the top of my head, I can't think of anyone, any of the, any female character. Maybe, well, I don't know. We like Kate Hudson. I don't, I like, I like what, I like the energy that JLo brings to this. She brings a different energy to everything she does. Like she is, I would say she is not replaceable. When she does something, you cannot no. stand someone for J-Lo. It's turkey time. Gobble, gobble. Hell yeah. It's fucking J-Lo. All yeah. right? Right. She, yeah, she's J-Lo. Right? Do you have any alternate casting ideas? Hmm. So when this script was originally written, it was written as a dark comedy, not a romantic comedy. Really? That's a true story. Um, Interesting. So I'm going to recast Matthew McConaughey as Jim Carrey. A la Liar Liar. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I'm going to recast J-Lo as... Who was you? Who Pamela Anderson. Yes! <laughs> Perfect. Pamela Anderson. 
iconic. No, no, I need I need some content from you here, man. I, I, for some reason, that made sense to me in my head. Well, I may probably because Jim Carrey and that other Playboy model were together for a while, but I don't know. I don't know who I would recast as J Lo. Trying to think of good ones. Maybe it's the champagne. Or maybe it's that we know that women will never be as good as men, so we don't remember them. I don't know. Yeah, that's probably it. We'll pay them less. We'll forget their names. Yeah, less important, unless we get to look at them. So. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, I, li- I like what you said about J-Lo, like, as I'm thinking about it, she really does bring a really great energy vibe to this character where she's she was hurt because she was left at the altar. She's soft and sweet, but also gunning for partner when that position doesn't exist. Right. You know, the owner of the firm does not want to give that to her. But she's gunning for it, and she gets it. She So she's not cutthroat, but she's motivated and gets what she wants. And you see her, like, moving a lady with tall hair out of the camera view. You know, she's, like, fucking on it. And I can't think. I'm, I'm thinking Jennifer Garner, maybe. She was probably too young at this time for that. Yeah. She, she brings a anymore. great energy vibe. She embodies the character, I think, in a way that is better than someone else could have. So I, I, I'm leaving her. I'm leaving J-Lo. All right. J-Lo is irreplaceable. Challenge me on that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. We can ask uh, Ben Affleck about it. I wonder about celebrities sometimes. I mean, celebrities are people too. They're just rich and get paid to be watched. Mm-hmm. But maybe they're terrible people too. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, Ben Affleck tried to replace J-Lo with Jennifer Garner. And it didn't work out. And now he's that back didn't work J-Lo. out at all. Yeah. No. They got a couple of kids out of it. but uh, I was watching a special on Scientology the other day. It made me think of uh, Tom Cruise and... Katie Holmes? Katie Holmes. Nicole Kidman? Nicole Kidman? Katie, nope. Katie Holmes. Okay. Jumping on the couch. I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm in love with Katie Holmes. I'm in love with Katie Holmes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Scientology. You know, I would like to go in there and be like a secret spy to know what it's all about, but it's too expensive. Can't justify it. If you, I mean, you hear stories like people's experiences. They walk in to the Scientology office and they've, like, I don't know, they do like facial recognition on you. Look up your profiles and stuff, and they, they know a lot about you when they start talking to you. That's insane. I gotta walk that back real quick. Yeah, I, I'm afraid I'm afraid of Sea Org. Dude, Sea Org is no joke. All right. All right, cage match. Sea Org or Navy SEAL? Who wins? Navy SEAL by a mile. You think so? Really? Yeah. One Navy SEAL against all of Sea Org or like equal numbers? Dude, every once in a while you hear about a Navy SEAL goes missing. 
You know what you don't hear about? Sea Org going missing. You don't hear about anyone in Sea Org going fucking anywhere. Well, they're just hanging out in Clearwater, so. Just saying. I'm just saying. Huh. On the surface, looks like uh, Sea Org 1, Navy SEAL 0. That's all I'm saying. You know, we touched on this a little bit, I think, in U571. I think we've got a little war with Scientology brewing. It's coming up. I think the Scientology, um, I don't want to use the word antichrist. It's a scam. We know that. Maybe it's the way. Maybe Scientology is right. This is the way. Okay. Just just flip, flip everything you know on its head, Mark. What if Scientology was right? What okay. if we are? What if, what if aliens put us here to be little octopi or whatever we're supposed to be? Mm-hmm. And transcend into octopi gods of our own worlds. Okay. I don't know if that's what they believe, but I think it's close. So I think that if that is true, which it might be, I don't think that the founder of Scientology knows that that's true. So the founder of Scientology, like, he wanted to be a science fiction writer, right? Like, that was his thing. I feel like that in itself juxtaposed to what they believe we should all be able to say something looked fishy here this it doesn't seem right this did you ever did you ever see battlefield earth no call back to tiptoes battlefield earth is widely known as one of the worst movies ever made it's it starred john travolta it's based on one of i can't remember his name the the founder of scientology's uh, books yeah, he's uh, John Travolta, also a Scientologist, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, hold on. Battlefield Earth is based on Scientology? Is that what you're trying to tell me? It's based on one of the sci-fi novels. Really? The, the, yeah, by the, the guy. Hubbard. Can't remember his name. Yeah. Elon, 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 no, that's my. <laughs> it's Dan, that's, Dan something, yeah. It's Hubbard. The last, last name is Hubbard, I'm sure of it. Elron, Elron, Hubbard. Elron. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's, I, I saw it in theaters. I saw really? that movie in theaters. <laughs> and even you had then, to pay for like, that? <laughs> this is the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. God. We should watch that as a bonus, like, it's awful. Battlefield Earth. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what that reminds me of, right? Like, I will tell this story until I'm on my goddamn deathbed. Is the story of us at Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> Star Trek nemesis. <laughs> I do not think it is appropriate for a Starfleet officer to appear naked. Okay, okay. The only thing that makes that funnier is now you are a Trekkie. You are a hard-ass Trekkie. Fucking hardcore, man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what like, really makes the story. I think I think about McConaughey movies and Star Trek. That's all I think about. <laughs> yeah. You live a good life, Mark. You live such a good life. I think so. I think so. <laughs> Johnny, was McConaughey shirtless in this thing at all? Not once, per chat GPT. <sighs> Not once. 
Johnny, we talked about glasses in Amistad, the mm-hmm. one about the, the slave ship. Correct. And those little tiny breeders. And the glasses that he wore in this movie were not much bigger. I didn't like them. Um, they were not titillating as they were in Amistad. Uh, but well, yeah, he was not shirtless. He was not shirtless. He was not titillating, as you say. Uh, his glasses. Why would you give Matthew McConaughey glasses? Why are you going to block the face? Why else did you put him in this movie? If you're not going to show his abs, it's about his face. Why? Just, just he was why? he was playing a doctor. He was the like chief of pediatrics or something. Do you think that they were trying to make him look more academic and or smart or something? That's possible. That's possible. But jokes on them because Mosimo turned out to be the doctor for years on Grey's Anatomy. Boom. You just blew my mind. <laughs> jokes on them. Yeah. <laughs> so not shirtless. <laughs> However, now now this one image of Grey's Anatomy on the skin on skin contact where Mosimo as the doctor saves the baby with skin on skin contact. Uh, he, in fact, was shirtless. Boy, you know a lot more about Grey's Anatomy than I do. Mm, yes, I do. That, that's yes, not I a do. dig. That's not a dig. I just, I don't know anything about Grey's Anatomy. Listen, my wife took over my life and makes me watch things I don't want to watch. And Grey's Anatomy was one of them. I'm sure it's a great show. Says someone. I've seen them all. <laughs> Personally, I don't find that main character attractive at all. And it made it much less enjoyable for me. You're talking about uh, Gray? Yep. The lady? Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. Should have been J-Lo. Should have been J- J-Lo. j could have done it the whole damn show. Absolutely. But it's better. That's for damn sure. No, the doctor is the groom. The groom is the doctor. So, Mark, do we have any wisdom or a McConaughey from this film? <laughs> I just want to meet new people and do cool things. I thought, man, that is about the best reason to go and do something there is in life, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, this is this is frequently difficult for me. I don't know that I can find, like, actual wisdom in the movie. There was one line <laughs> that I think highlights the bad writing for me. McConaughey's fiance, who was a bookie in college, by the way, I, I don't leave that to the side. Um, <laughs> she comes to J-Lo and says, I don't think I can marry this guy. You know, I hate the, I hate the way he chews or blah, 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 whatever. And it's just, I hate the way he hikes up his left pant leg after he eats too much. What? what? That, was not a, that was not a real line. You're making that up. Yes. Yes. No. What is that? It drives me nuts the way that he hikes up his left pant leg after he's eaten too much. He hikes up his left pant leg after he eats too much. So my wisdom, my McConaughey, is live your dream. Write a a script. Because you can write bullshit like when you eat too much, you pull up your left left pant leg. And they'll make it into a movie starring two giant stars, J-Lo and Matthew McConaughey. So live your dream. I think that's great. That's some great advice, Mark. I don't know if it's applicable at all to anyone who listens to this. But live your dream. 
Parks and Rec. Um, I do love Parks and Rec. That that's a fucking that's a show. Uh, I do. I, I Mark. I think there's lots of lots of chi that you can take away from this. All right, let's go back to the uh, the Gucci shoe. If it's life or limb or Gucci shoe, which do you choose? Me, I choose life. Okay. Now, had you chosen the Gucci shoe, the uh, the road less traveled, if you will, then apparently you get to marry Matthew McConaughey. So <laughs> that's also a choice. But me, leaving the shoe. You know, as you say that, they kind of set her up, right? She she worked so much, she had no life outside of work. She had to eat pre-prepared salads. The only, like, outside of work activity she was was scrabble with old people. That's right. Yeah. Interesting. So maybe the lesson here is um, single men out there, go for workaholics who have poor taste in hobbies mm-hmm. and you will be the Massimo. You could be the Massimo. You could be the Massimo. Mm. Maybe he is the McConaughey here. Wow. He was left at the altar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that doesn't guarantee it's going to happen to you, right? He did say, I'm going to work every day to like make you happy or whatever. And that's, that's what kills me about him. And I really think he was a genuine person. Massimo really would have done everything that he could have to make her happy. He was a a dumb blonde, but he was genuine. Yeah. Listen, as a married man, I can tell you it's difficult to keep your wife happy. Okay? Right? Can I get an amen from someone in the fucking audience? Yeah. Amen. I mean, yeah. It takes takes work. It's it's work. It's work, and Massimo knew that. Does Matthew McConaughey know that? Does Dr. fucking Steve Edison know that? I don't think so. He's had everything handed to him because he's he's cute. He's a he's mm. a pediatrician. All right, he saves people in the street. But no, Massimo, Massimo loves deeply. He rides that Vespa around, wears the goggles around his neck. Somebody give that man an award. He deserves <laughs> an Oscar. Massimo deserves an Oscar. All right, Massimo, Massimo. <laughs> Oh, Massimo. Well, John, do you have a McConaughey? Be fucking Massimo! Okay. I think we just, yeah, we transitioned into your <laughs> your McConaughey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Johnny, what do you think about this? Well, we need to review the film, right? No, I know nothing about wedding planning. I tried to do some research once. Mose and I rented a movie about a Latina wedding planner with an enormous can. The movie was not so good, but McConaughey was great, <laughs> as usual. Uh, I, listen, I enjoyed it, Mark. Uh, what's our metric, though? Uh, what's our metric? We've got Range Rovers. We've got Massimos. We've got dance classes. We've got which, which before we gloss dicks. over, but before we gloss over the the um, the dance classes, I did want to make a point to say how relatable was that dance how many times have you gone to like an event with your wife my wife where you're both seething at each other but you have to just act like you're just like doing the dance you're just doing the dance 
You're just mm. talking through your teeth to each other the whole fucking time, but you're doing the dance. So not like literally dancing, but just yeah, having what, to put on a show. Whatever yeah. the event may be. Sure, sure. Usually it's a wedding, I feel like. Yeah. <clears throat> no, that's, but, yeah, to, that's totally relatable. Yeah. I, I felt like it was. Um, Can I say, yeah. I appreciate your ability to find these allegories or like the dance isn't just the dance. It's apply that to, to someone else's life, my life, whatever, you know, yeah. it's not the dance. It's the, the social dance of, well, thank and, you. and your ability to ask questions. You're such a good question asker. Well, thank you, Mark. <laughs> Seriously. I, I've been thinking about it a lot. When I edit these things, I talk way too much and you ask really good questions. That's debatable, but I appreciate that. That's the wine talking no. now, Mark. No, 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 it's not. No, 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 no. I love you, man. I love, I love you. I love you. <laughs> no, I've been like, <laughs> I can't text this. I need, I want to say this next time. You, you, you're just like, you ask questions. It's great. I love well, it. Thank you. I love thank you. Thank you. I love you, man. Love you too, man. I, I need more champagne. I derailed us there. Dude, we got to rate this fucking film. How are we going to rate it? How are we going to rate it? Um, All right. Uh, I know. I know. I know. Champagne flutes. We're going to rate it in empty wine bottles because we know we have seen, we have identified two scenes where that mother has just been walking around drinking. All right. And you know, she's got a whole like trunk of empty wine bottles. All right, for all these events. She's got to put them somewhere. Oh, champagne is delightful. Cristal, DP? Actually, it's Ted. Oh, exquisite. She is the spirit animal of the movie. She is the spirit animal of the movie. Does she have a name? Or is she just mother? She's not wedding woman. So maybe she's wedding mother. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's, okay, that's, so, that's what I say. Okay, empty wine bottles. I'm, I'm it, here for it. Empty wine bottles. What took you guys so long? Oh, Found seven of the most adorable vineyards on the way up. Right by the side of the road. Yes, all you can drink. I'm going to give it a seven, Mark. I'm just going to. The movie? Yes, I may be the only person that likes this movie. I enjoyed it. Was I drinking at the time? Yes. Both times? Okay. Yes, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. Still enjoy it. Here I am, drinking again. Maybe, maybe this is how you're supposed to enjoy it. That's true. What do you say? Open a bottle of wine. Share it with yeah. your with your uh, your loved one and or or and hear me out. Is this a reverse rating? Because the more you drink, the more empty bottles you have, and so like uh, drink till she's a ten. Am I right? Huh. That is interesting. Hmm. I just wish I had that bongo right here. I could be like Matthew McConaughey bongo. <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's about the best thing I ever heard in my life. <laughs> All right, there we go. We got some Makana in there. Don't half-ass it. Don't half-ass it. Boy, that never goes out of style, does it? I can't. I cannot, in good conscience, give this movie more than a more than four empty wine bottles. Dude, it wasn't that bad. I okay. All right, here's the thing. I dreaded re-watching this movie. I was at a two. 
and I rewatched no. it. No, no. I'm on board with you there. Like, all right, it's not that bad. It's a four. It's a four. Four empty wine bottles. That's my that's my rating. <sighs> okay. Hey, that's all right. That's all right because I th- it was last episode when when everyone was happy except for you. Am I right? Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, no, yeah, no, no, it's the same thing. Mark, why are you so critical of these damn movies? <laughs> why are you being so mean to these movies? No, I think you gave like two birth controls. Oh, that's right. It and was. I gave it six. was reversed. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, what do you think about, uh, as far as wine bottles, what about McConaughey's performance? Okay, so his performance was good. I think it was predictable. Yeah, uh, I think that's why he was cast as this role. Um, as I was doing reconnaissance on this film and uh, in the life of McConaughey, it became clear that uh, you know this is it's just typecasting, right? He's in this period of his life where, like, if we cast McConaughey, we're gonna make money on this film, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and and he goes through this period for a long time, and then we come into the I want to say it right. Reconnaissance. Yes? That's right. And I, I mean, I think it's all. God, I can't wait for the reconnaissance. Like, those are some good films. I'm excited about those films. It's going to be really hard for us to keep it close to an hour. I mean, yeah, those are really right? great movies. Yeah. Oof, I'm already thinking about Lincoln the Lawyer. I've seen it so many times, I can't wait to watch it again. Hell yeah. Fucking A. Uh, ooh, by the way, little nugget I learned. I don't know why. I looked up uh, what is Matthew McConaughey's favorite film of his. Do you know of what he's done, what he is most proud of? Lincoln Lawyer? Nope. One I haven't Interstellar. seen. Interstellar. I'm looking forward to oh. Mud. Oh, yes. I watched that. How was it? Not bad. Not bad. It's the one that he, he really treasures the most. I don't, I don't want to show my hand, but not bad. All right. All right. I'm looking forward to it. I'm like, hmm. I want to know what this is all about. I ain't no bum. I got money, boy. You can call me a hobo because a hobo will work for his living. You can call me homeless because, well, that's true for now. But you call me a bum again, I'm going to teach you something about respect your daddy never did. Did we review McConaughey's performance? We reviewed the film, not McConaughey. Go. Okay. Like, as I said earlier, I think his character... Out of the two main characters is the one that could be swapped out for someone else. Replaceable. He, Absolutely. Yeah. Right. I I don't think he did a bad job, but I also don't think that he brought anything extra special. In Green Lights, he says, this is a Saturday morning character, Saturday morning movie. They're paying me more than average. His other rom-com performances, I think, are absolutely superior. I don't know that I can give him more than uh, six. Six empty wine bottles. Mm. Do you ever wonder about your own life, Mark? And if you're like, you know, six wine bottles is enough. Yeah, I don't want much. Just six wine bottles. I wonder about that sometimes. Hmm. Hmm. All that to say, uh, <laughs> you're probably right, Mark. Uh, <laughs> good, good, not great. J-Lo stole the show. It was her show to begin with. 
Listen, this is Jayla's world. We all live in it. All right. We, we just all get to live in it. When he pulls her off of her horse onto his horse and we can see her ass in those jeans, God damn. That's all I got to say. You know, I, I once saw, I don't know if it was an MTV special or what, about like, she works out like a motherfucker every day. Which I'm sure you have to do at 50 to maintain the body of a of a 20-year-old. Right. But right. my guess is she was doing that at the time, too. Like, yeah, she she didn't go the Kardashian Kardashian <laughs> Star Trek's coming in here. Um, <laughs> she didn't go the Kardashian route and get implants. I mean, she's no. actually working that ass out. Yeah. yeah, I was watching this and I I thought about it. I was like, I need to work as hard as J Lo. Why don't I work as hard as J Lo? I have this plan. I'm going to work two days a month. That's my new plan. I was watching this and I, I thought about it. I was like, I need to work as hard as JLo. Why don't I work as hard as JLo? Could you imagine what we would be capable of as a human species? Like that's like using a hundred percent of your brain. JLo is the limitless pill. JLo. She broke it, man. She, she broke it. She did. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Johnny, I've got a little journal entry for us. Yes, Mark. Mark, do you have a journal entry for us? Hell yeah, I do. That's the fun about journaling. There are no rules, all right? All right, all right, all right. It actually piggybacks off of last week's. Uh, Last week's, it was, you know how it is when you're up to nothing, no goods, usually next. Uh, th- but this is this is also from Green Lights. It's the the preceding sentence. He's talking about his time at the Chateau Hotel, where he was just it was just debauchery. He was just living in Hollywood, <laughs> like he says. I, I I often showered in the middle of the day and rarely by myself. You know, rarely alone. Um, this was his party period. So the journal entry is my days of. It'd be rude not to, and don't have to, so I will, led to many a morning of I don't knows and let's not remembers. So he, he is in his party period right now, and we're, we're about to move into some more serious roles and like a more, or a more serious uh, view from McConaughey on his career, I guess. Even you know, though we are moving into his his more rom coms, yeah, we're moving into rom coms and and good for him. I'm glad that um, he was not afraid to capitalize on his fame and just squeeze all the juice from that gourd. Sure, yeah, because he was on the road for a long time, yeah. and then he 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 decides to post up in this hotel room. I'm sure it's a a suite, you know, a penthouse. But he's posting up in a hotel room just fucking partying. Do it, I think, dude. I do believe in the uh, the very cliche saying, YOLO, Mark. Seize the day. Gather ye rosebuds while ye may. You really only will live once. Is a true story. I, I know too many men who are old and wish they had done more but did not. I would like to raise my glass. 
to Matthew McConaughey, who lived life to the fullest and was still alive and cognizant to to pull back at some point. You're here. You're here. You know, we go through seasons in life, and yeah. it is often only when we've passed a season that we we think back to the previous season. Oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. You know, so yeah, it's great. He he was in a season in his life, and he just grabbed it by the balls. He was. And, you know, there's a great Macklemore song about, I wish someone had told me that those were the good times. Mm. No one tells you when you're in the good times. You only know it when, you, when you're done. Is that a Macklemore song? I thought that was just from The Office. <laughs> I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you've actually left them. No, no, dude. There's a great Macklemore song. God, no one gives Macklemore enough credit. He's he's a poet. He is a poet. (laughs) Well, Mark, what are we watching next time? Johnny, we're watching a movie that I had no idea existed until I looked at McConaughey's IMDb. 13 Conversations About One Thing. Also released in 2001. It's not a real movie. Can't be a real movie. Well, so it's... No, it's a little crazy. I've already watched it. There are 13 different people talking at the same time. And you never know what's going on. It's it's insane. No, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Is this like... Is it? What, no, they just did a movie about that called Everything All at Once in the Same Time. And didn't it win like yes. 13 Oscars? Yep. This is it. Really? Same movie. Same movie. No. Oh. No, uh, 13 Conversations About One Thing. It has Alan Arkin, recently deceased, John Turturro. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. Uh, Rob McElhenney is apparently in it, very briefly. And it's about, I don't know if it's actually 13 different characters, but it's about uh, different people who are seemingly unconnected. I think it's in New York City. And they all end up, like, their lives end up being intertwined. I don't know. I haven't seen it, but uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. It, it's going to be a, a different uh, dramatic role for McConaughey. So this is not, this does not fall into the rom-com. This is not a rom-com. Okay. No. Okay. During that record, we will talk about where Wedding Planner uh, falls in in the bracket, in the rom-com As we bracket. should. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here thinking, how sober do I have to be to watch this film? Because all I'm thinking about, Mark, is, is 13 Ghosts. And then there's that one movie about an assassination. And all they did was play it from like 13 different people's points of view. And I'm just very confused all at once, Mark. I think I think some hallucinogenics will be good for this one. Mm, those are legal in some states now. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll record in California. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, we certainly hope that our listeners will listen to the 13 Conversations About One Thing episode. Thank you for listening to this one. Thank you to Holizna for our theme music, Hey Aqualung. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok, Mastering MPod. Send your adulations, corrections, and hate mail to masteringmpod at gmail.com. You can call and leave us a voicemail. That phone number is in the show notes. Listen to Johnny's other podcast. It's a smash hit podcast. Tens of thousands of listeners. I mean, Johnny's a real 
fucking influencer out here making real people real money. I don't understand how I even know this guy. Uh, modern real estate agents. If you are interested in real estate, if you're a real estate agent right now, you feel like you're, uh, you know, a little stagnant. Listen to the podcast. You're going to get a bump. You're going to take your career to the next level. We've got a link to that in the show notes as well. If you like this episode, subscribe, drop us a five-star rating. You know the deal. And we'll catch you next time as we discuss 13 conversations about one thing. Bye, y'all. Bye, guys. Do you ever think about that night in the park? What? I barely know you. I don't know your dad's first name. I don't know if you ever wore braces or or contacts or glasses. And I have no idea how you came to be a wedding planner, Mary. But I know the curves of your face. And I know every fleck of gold in your eyes. And I know that that night in the park was the best time I've ever had. I got a piece so bad. I'll be right back. Go, go, go. This is the time that I'm sitting alone while Mark pees. And I'm gonna sing a song. I'm gonna sing it to you because, Mark, you're gonna hear it when you're... And in this audio, you're just gonna be sitting by yourself listening to the song that I'm singing for you. I can just picture you laughing. I know you're laughing. Don't act like you're. There you go. How was it? Wine's a bad choice, man. There's a lot of liquid in there. Dude, fucking A, man. You had the bottle. This is a this is a tiny hole.